Tell me if you're caught in story, throw up your hand. What? If you're caught in story, throw up your hand. Mmm. Okay. All right. Even though there's story going on, is there access to what's deeper? There is access. Is there anybody who's got no access to what's deeper? So the deeper part of you knows that the story is bullshit. So I want you to be able to see that the story is bullshit and the story is real, depending on where you're looking from. Can you hold both at the same time? Yeah? The story is bullshit, the story is real, the story is bullshit. And they're equal perspectives. There's nothing quite as sticky as the obstacle of, let's deny my story because over here, it's bullshit anyway, it's bullshit anyway, and you dismissed it. There is nothing as sticky as that obstacle because it means that you're not able to hold both perspectives and be equally kind of respectful of the laws and values of each perspective. Of, am I making sense? Anybody lost? Okay. Okay. Okay, let's, let's, let's do the visual here. Okay, so you, you know this... Me, myself, I, storyline perspective. Also, the mind, we've got the E-R, O-R, E-R, E-R, E-R thank you. You know, I've written that word, obviously, because it times, and I still never... Okay, so this, me, myself, I, and the observer is mind. One is deep, thick in Maya, and one is, is the edge of it. All right, we discovered, that we, well, we talked about that the other day. All right, so then we come back down here to, to really the absolute, no? Pure consciousness. Or being, or, uh, you know. There's a layer in here in the middle between the observer and the absolute being, which is consciousness being aware of itself, the absolute being aware of itself, being, you know, when you know, you know. You know the activity of, yeah, I'm aware. You know, the thing that we think makes us different from animals. So that layer is in between here. It's being aware of awareness. That's the, co- the, the phrase, the kind phrase out there. So I'm going to... And some people advocate that that's being awake. It's not. Because, it's, because pure consciousness, or the absolute, they're all the same... It's kind of turning around to look at itself. Do you know? If you're being aware that you are aware, there's a double layer. There's a kind of a reflexive thing going on of where you're knowing that you're aware. That's not deep enough. That's not deep enough. Describe what presence is for you, Martina. The feeling of... 
I'm not really caught up in that, but I know I'm not fully in, you know, that type of in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you you can be aware of presence. Yeah, it's kind of like it's not as I'm not caught up in the mind. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not fully back. That's right. You're not fully back. So when you're aware of presence, I, I want you to know the two layers. When you're aware of presence, you're doing something. You know, there's something watching presence. It's very subtle, but very important to be able to, okay, just presence itself. To take away the, the part that's knowing that, there's, that I'm, I'm sensing presence now. You take away that layer and there's just presence itself. So it's being aware of presence that, that we got to get rid of. You see? And then that presence itself can show up with somebody else as being pure consciousness, as being pure awareness. The, the pure word is very useful because it always means that there's nothing else going on. So pure awareness is different, different to being aware of awareness. You, you get it? So that layer in there. And, and a lot of teachers kind of, that's where they bring the teachings to, is just be aware of awareness and stay there. That's fine. It can really help you move from that. But let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go deeper. Eh? So you've got to drop the part that turns around and is aware of itself. I go into total one where there is no movement at all. There's too much movement in being aware of awareness. There's too much movement. Yeah. Is that, is that a not, not doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm, it's more drop the doing or the not doing. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, it's, 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 a, it's not doing in a sense of against. That's right, it. that's right, that's exactly it. It's not doing, that's not the opposite of doing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, 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 you're, you're actually doing something. You're doing the opposite of, oh, there's doing, there's not doing. So I'm going to not do that. No, no, you're doing not doing now. <laughs> do you see? Yeah. So if you're doing not doing, you're still playing the dualistic, I'm doing, I'm not doing. You're still playing on that level. So Jean-Manuel is, is, is talking about the not doing. That, that, that's deeper than both. There's no activity, no identification with not doing. Yes, you drop the aware of being <coughs> Yes. And yes. Then there's nothing to know that you're even in that state. Yes! There's nothing to know you're even in that state. That's right. That's, that's pure consciousness. There's nothing to know you're in that state. So everything just kind of disappears. Yes. Yes. There's nothing to know you're in that state. That's merging in the absolute. That's what Ramana was talking about, or other teachers who were. Just like merge, dissolve in the absolute. It's like there's there's no differentiation at all. There's, there's just nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh -huh. Years ago, before I knew and get this language, I had an experience of um, for a very long period of time that I didn't. The only way I knew that I wasn't thinking was when I had a thought that caught my attention yes. and then I'd become aware that yes, that, that thinking had started. Yeah. It's like, well, what? And so I have no memory That's at the time. That's it. 
there's no memory of, of that's it. what occurred or that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a blankness. Yeah. So you only notice the contrast. Yes. That's right. Mm. So it's only the coming out of it, you know. And that's why we struggle so much with language around pure consciousness, is because it's always mind making up a story about something, about its own absence. So it's always kind of bullshit what we talk about, really. Yeah. You know? Because it's your mind's version of what it is without the mind. It's bonkers. Mm-hmm. So memory of events is actually just like um, tapping into mind to retrieve information. Yes. Because often, especially lately, I don't have any memory. You know, there's... Yeah. I, I don't know things. Yeah. 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 That's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't bother me except yes. when I'm having a conversation yes. with someone about things in storyland, and I yes. can't... Um, that's right, you can't pull it off. I can't get it. That's right. So what does one do? That's right. I don't know is the, is, is the, the real answer. The good answer. The, yeah, that's the, the, that's the one that's appropriate. The authentic answer. Yeah. Well, I don't remember is really the... Like, yeah. It's in there somewhere, but it would take a while to go through the files to get it. You see, what, what I know from my own experience is that sometimes it's not there at all. It's like there is actually no memory because... Something didn't register as an event. Because if there's not enough mind active at any moment, the labeling mechanism isn't there. Uh. That you're not registering, you're not recording contrast, story. You're just not recording uh. the pieces which are the ingredients of creating a memory. Oh, oh. That's what happens for me. Oh. And then sometimes I think maybe it's menopausal brain fog. Maybe it's dementia. Come on, let's say. Could it be, could it be something happening in another dimension? So that's why I don't yeah. know. But I do know, because it's like, maybe it's something else. Maybe, you know, why not? Why not? There's a human faculty going on here too. So, so, so while for sure, I know that if there isn't enough mind active in any moment, there, actually, there literally is nothing happening. There's just literally nothing happening because nothing is being recorded in my perception. Right. It's not that it is happening out there, because we're creating what's happening. We're making it up. We have si- we're so similar, like we're 99.9% the same as each other anyway. Well, actually, <laughs> our perception is what makes the difference, no? It's how we perceive is, is a little bit subjective, depending on our conditioning and what labels we were, we were told to learn how to use as kids, blah, blah, blah. So that creates a little bit of difference. So, so we buy into the idea of separation. So when we bought into the idea of separation, we can, then, we can then label things and record events. And we have different ways of recording events, because that's what's coming from our own database of, of patterns of labeling. Okay? But if you're hanging out in no mind, and that labeling isn't active, th- there really is nothing happening. There really isn't. Because there isn't, there, there's nothing actually independently happening. Your perception is creating every friggin' event. Everything is being created by our perception. It's not independently being created and we perceive it. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's not. So my experience of, this, of that mm. is, is that it is um, registered in some way, but it's in like feelings. 
Like it's not thoughts, it's um, impressions or, you know, like, like for example, if I, when I go home and, and somebody says, how was your trip? I, I can say fine. And then they may want to know more and I, I cannot explain it really. Right. Uh, like I could say I stayed here. Like I know this place that I stayed. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't have a way to discuss that. Yeah, you're not creating story as events are happening. It's not going deep enough. The perception of events aren't going deep enough to so formulate how into do story. Do that. Like what is the? Right? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I what I found is the dishonest way. I make up stories. I just make up stories. You know? <laughs> I just make up... Like, I'm like... Alright. It's, it's not that I'm creating a lie out of the, the... You know, out of the blue. It's like... Okay, okay. Come on. Like, what was the place like? What was the weather like? I kind of find the components of a story that I can communicate. Oh. What, what was the weather like? What was the food like? What was... What was, you know, what was the, my own experience of the group? Did I, you know what I mean? Was it like, was it really dense for a story? Was it, so, okay, okay. And I kind of crank up the ingredients of a story. Ugh. I, I, that's what I do. Because I know, but ugh. I don't mind it at all because it, it helps me to communicate with people. Because storyland is valid. You know? It just feels like effort, like, like as you're t- saying that, it feels like work <laughs> <laughs> like that takes effort does it feel like effort yeah I guess I, I don't yeah I, I kind of think it's fun because it's like oh okay okay I've got to translate this into oh. into you know into being a sociable person because do you know so I, so I make up the story I'm like okay how can I pull together parts and I'm making the story but the ingredients are already there but I have to put them together and yeah, kind yeah. of engage the labeling system to make the story and the truth of it is, who cares anyway? Sure, yeah. but, but like, we maybe, live in social things, and you yeah, know, yeah. if we're going to have friends, we need to have something to talk to them about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's true, no? That's, that's the currency. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, we go to Nashram, and you can avoid all that. You know? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. You see? So I don't have any other sophisticated way of doing it, except... Except taking some time, and it's usually on the travel home, to kind of put together, it's like, okay, what was it like? Engage that part of my mind that can create perceptions out of something, you know? Oh, wow. Mm. Well, that, that's very helpful. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. It's just not recording as I go. It's just not. It's just I mean, not. That helps a lot, because I think maybe that is what I do, too, because I say things. Yeah. But it doesn't feel authentic. Yes. It, it's like, why are you even asking? Yeah. Like, they're never going to get it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like... It's really? A <laughs> it's a bit of a red flag and they're never going to get it. I mean, they're going to get it, but they're... But they're it's, just being nice. It's they're just, just talking. that thing. Yeah. They're just talking. So it's good to let go of the fear of being dement, I guess. Because <laughs> the fear of... Sometimes afraid of... Uh, I lose it. Dementia. Oh, dementia. Dementia. Oh, dementia. Getting into dementia. I mean, no? Yeah. So I better let go of that fear. Please do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I consider it and I think, is it dementia? But there's no fear around it. It's just like, how do I know that this is because of being awake? How do I know? Maybe I'm just losing my marbles. You know, maybe phenomenally my brain is screwed up when there's holes in my brain. I mean, do you know what I mean? I, I consider it, but there's no emotional response. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like so what? What you gonna do about it? You know? Maybe we've all got. No, we our memory is changing. Pardon? Our memory is changing in this age group. We are all losing our memories on various levels. Yes, absolutely. Of course. So that's also part of the. That is in there. Yes, it's in there. How much is which? I I, yeah, I don't right. know. Right. I don't know, but I do know that every moment is fresh. That story making mechanism stops working automatically. It works automatically when that's the that's the world you inhabit. That you're you know you're creating story because me myself I is in the middle of my event and I'm having experiences that are personal to me all the time. And when you're caught in your own identification, that's your experience. Everything that's happening is happening to you. That that's it. That's the me, myself, I. Yeah. You know. And then when that stops, how 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 do rec- events get recorded? They usually don't. Yeah. Right. They usually don't because there isn't a me that they happen to. Yeah. So then, what do we do there? You know that makes me wonder about the functional MRIs yes. of enlightened people. Yes. What's going on in the hippocampus? Yes. Which is where memories are stored. Yes. You know, that, that may be an underactive, huh. yes. you know, because they have other parts of their brain very lit up that other people don't, That's right. which is the signs of the enlightenment. That's right. So yeah. that's just very yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it puts me in a bit of a dilemma in my story person who's trying to remember where I am so I don't get lost because of the trauma piece yes. that, I'm, that I don't see what's yes. around me. So yes, that's a. But what I get when I do this, that's that. Uh, you know what I would call higher self or that that consciousness. Of, don't worry about it. Yes. Haven't you noticed yet that if when you get lost, someone always helps you? Yes. Always. Yes. Yes. You always get found. Yes, you do. So, so I, yes. I'm just. Working on that still. So if there was a shift from I could get lost, if there was a shift from paying attention to that, because your perception is creating your experience. You you know, it's not that getting lost happens to you, but your perception is is, losing you. Yeah, it's (laughs) losing you. Your perception is creating your experience. Okay. That's really what's going on. Your perception is creating that experience. And okay, you know, the habitual perception is creating that habitual experience. It's like, all right, so, so, so can we, rather than swap it out for a different perception, can you broaden your perception so that anything can happen? Okay, you can stretch it a little bit, and like, actually, you're always found again, so it never, okay, pure consciousness is always taking care and compensating in some way. Okay, you've stretched a bit to include that. I'd love it to be so wide, Kim, yeah. that there's no honing in on will I get lost and how do I find my way yes but that there's just such availability of like okay where does this form go now where is it going now do you know I do know Jack because I had an experience where that higher consciousness took over for some time yeah and I was fearless I was never afraid of getting lost that's where I would invite you to go yeah step out of it all together yeah some things are never you know you might get to the end of something through healing but we usually abandon healing yes because it's like you know enough already you know 
Yeah, well, this, you know, yeah. And, and then when it really wears its head, we absolutely go into it. Yes. But, but to have it there continually, that phase has to change at some point. Because yes. we're focusing on the absence of... We're, we're trying to find the core of our being where it's absent. Right, exactly. Well, it's kind of like you're trying to solve the problem. You can't solve the problem at the level of the problem. At the level of the yeah. problem. Yeah. And, and also, that was amazing what you just said. You can't find the being where it's absent. No, you can't. Yeah. You can't. Right. So, that, that is how it will resolve for you, is that you'll be like, all right, so, so there's this little component that has, I can get lost here. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I have habitual wiring that says, I'm on a misdirection. I can really lose my way here. Okay, that's there. Now, this whole vista is what's in charge. That's just a little pocket over there. That's part of the trauma thing. But this whole vista, wide, available, open, clear, present, in presence only. Not running that identification story. Wide open. That's where you're going. Yeah, yeah. That's the only, that's the only way it's going to solve itself. And sometimes we just can't stop healing and scratching the wound and bringing it, because we're bringing it someplace. We're doing something. It's demanding attention. We're doing something. But at a certain time, you're going to have to abandon it. At a certain time, it's like, enough. It's actually, it's actually, I'm scratching a wound that's trying to heal now. Mm -hmm. And only you can, can feel into that. It's like, cheapers, I just got to let it go. There's no resol resolution to this. It's that kind of feeling of it. It spun itself out. It's done. I can't. I, uh, dead chewing gum. Should have spat it out yesterday. You know that kind of feeling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. A bit of confusion here. Mm -hmm. um, since yesterday, I've noticed there's been a, a tremendous feeling of sinking into whatever it is. And so much so that my body movements, everything seems to have changed. Total state of uh, relaxation which I haven't known before. Yeah. However, interestingly, this morning I took my son to our physiotherapist, our physiotherapist, who was working on his knee. And there's total involvement in hearing what was being said, and then just left it. And Wendy asked me in the car exactly what had happened. And what staggered me was that um, <coughs> time after time after time, what happened was the facts just appeared to mm -hmm. tell her, just mm -hmm. one after another mm -hmm. after another, without any thought, yes. it just appeared. Yes. And whereas before, Prior to all this, has been forgetting, not being in, not being totally present in the situation, forgetting what's been said, and then having to reiterate has it's been difficult. Yes. Now, how does that fit in with this? Yes. So when you're present, the theory is what's needed will happen. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the theory, and it it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> I'm trying to qualify it, aren't I? Yeah. Um, when doesn't it work? When doesn't it work? Thank you, Michael. Um, when I'm talking to somebody who who 
okay, if I'm talking to my husband and, you know, yeah, it's like in an intimate relationship and it's like there's a misunderstanding around something. I say, this, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It won't be fine, Jack, unless we plan it, unless we make it happen. And then another time I'd be like, no, we have to plan that and we have to make it happen. Like my flights aren't going to get booked unless I do it. I have to do it right now, actually. You know, said, yeah, okay, so, so the flights don't happen by themselves, but something else will happen by itself. Like this is bonkers, Jack. So that's what I hear sometimes. I'm like, shoot, how, 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 how do I know? How, how do I discern that? I don't know how I discern that. I don't know. I wish I had more vocabulary around um, or I, I suppose as my own understanding deepens, I know practical things require some practical steps. And then other things, there is a knowing that they're already in train and I don't need my brain to do them. And I'm not able to explain that in any other way. And both views at the same time. For one person, it's, they can see that and the other person, they have to do the tactical. That's right. The, the other person does both. They, but you're everything, nothing happens by itself. Nothing happens, because if you're totally in mind, nothing happens by itself. You know, you have, nothing happens. I have to decide to have a shower. I have to decide. I'm like, really? Do you know? So, so that's kind of the ambiguous area. Um, and and I, I think the truth of it is, really, is that Pure consciousness will engage the mind when it needs to engage the mind. But I'm reluctant to use that as a cop-out. I'm always watching to see. It's like, that could be a cop-out too. Especially in a relationship. It's like, I just know my mind will be picked up and used. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's no good. I just know it, you know. How do you know when the bread is cooked? I just know it. Actually, I do just know when I need to take bread out of the oven. I just know but that comes from years of baking. It doesn't come from anything else. It just comes from years of baking. <laughs> you know? So, so <coughs> is, it, is it from, like, if somebody is, wakes up and they're 16, how much of the mind is going to be wired to know what to do and, and what not to do? There's so many different things here at play around when does pure consciousness pick up the mind to deliver something? And if you haven't lived a long time, is the wisdom there in your mind to be picked up? Because pure consciousness, if you haven't learned how to drive before awakening, you're going to have to learn it sooner or later. Your mind isn't just going to say, oh yeah, driving car, no problem. You know, pure consciousness will drive the car. It's going to crash the car. It won't know how to fucking put it in gear or do anything. Do you know? So that's a very gray area. And I, I don't understand it fully yet. You know? Yes, Carla. The first time that it happened to me was the first time I went to a silent retreat mm. about five or six years ago. Mm. And on the last day of the retreat, I woke up in the morning and I woke up with the awareness, which I had no clue whatsoever, that the booking I made for the transfer from the place to the airport was wrong. Yes. So I woke up with this yeah. awareness. Yeah. But there were no feelings. Yes, no panic, that's right. No, no, nothing. Yeah. I went down to the desk. I said, I asked the woman if this was the case. She looked at the thing. She said, yes, you booked it for yesterday. You're leaving today. Yeah. It's not a problem. They'll put you on the next one. Yeah. But the, and the whole day went like that. Yeah. But that was the first time I had an experience and I thought, 
home. Yeah. Everything's already always being given. Yes. If yes. I get out of the way, yes. then I can actually That's right. hear it. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, yesterday I read most of um, um, his like the doctor's book, um, mm -hmm. uh, The Ultimate Medicine. Yeah. And I was reading it and it's just like, this is it. This, this, this is it. Uh, when we last spoke, um, I said I wanted to go all the way. And um, ever since then, uh, it's been like I've been grieving because I love the absolute and I love the being and I could stay there forever. Because ever since I had that awakening, this love is intoxicating. It's, it's so beautiful. Yes. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. But it's not it. Yes. Um, so when he speaks of Parabrahman or um, yes. prior to consciousness, yes. because even pure consciousness is, yes. for me, is, is that. That's right, it's here. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I had that big awakening last year, when I had the unity consciousness and when all this was seen, um, I, I, I can focus my attention in this love, love in this lovingness. It's and I could, it's like I say, I could stay here forever. But my focus now is what what was looking at it and yes. that nothingness yeah. is stronger now. Yes, good. That nothingness well the grieving part comes from because it's so beautiful, Jack. And I have to let go. You have to let go. It's letting, it's letting go of God, it's letting go of love, yes. it's letting go... Yes. It's... Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Now that I found it, it's like... Yes, that's right. Come on. That's right. The bliss, the joy is an experience. But it's not no even the reference. bliss and the joy, it's, it's everything. Yes. It is everything. Yes. It permeates everything. That's right. From the floor, it's everything. That's right. Everything is the same essence of exquisiteness. Yes. And it's, <coughs> it's not that. And it's not that. <coughs> and it's not that. And how can you not be sad? How can, I have, how can you not grieve with... I mean, you're giving me nothing to hold on to. That's right. <laughs> So this morning, um, I stayed with that, and and I've been crying with this, and it's just it's just grief. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then I asked myself, who's grieving? Mm -hmm. And the only one that has a problem with it is the mind. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because it's so beautiful. Because it's it's conceptualized yes. God. Yes. I call it God. For me, it's, it's, yes. always, it's just a word. Yes. Um, okay, I don't know where the question is. It's just. So I give up God. Yes. God goes. And, and, and now? Ah. So there's, there, there's, there's a you wanting to... Yes, so it's all links. It's yes. all instantaneous. Yes, it is. It's all... It, it is. It starts with Parabrahman and then... Yeah. And it's all there. It's, it's like this. Yes. 
Yes. I don't know what the question is. It's just. Um... It's okay. It's okay. Yes. And it's okay to grieve it. Yes. I should actually discuss. Yeah, it. yeah. Let let that happen. Let that happen. And yesterday we were seeing Om Namah Shivai, honor the divine in me. It's not even that. It's, yes. It's, it doesn't make, it's like, it's not making sense now. It's like what I had, I had something to hold on and now. Yes. You've had a beautiful footing for a while. Oh, it's gorgeous. That experience is gorgeous. And good. I understand why everybody's, like, people's talking to you. Of course. <laughs> of course. And, and they stay there because... Because, because that's what you are. And that's a lie. But, but you have to recognize that that's what you are before you go further. You have to have that thing. You have to. No, yeah. That sentence that says, um, to know God is to live in a perpetual state of loss. <sighs> I think it just says it all. Even, even God, is, you have to lose him. Yes. To, yes. Um, but the perpetual state of loss, you know, would be the mind's commentary on it. Yeah. So the mind's commentary it's, now is, is that, it's you linking, know. It's linking, it's mm, linking. Mm, mm, mm. Is this making sense to folks? Yeah. Yeah? yeah? All right. Okay, I'm just going to. just going to beef this out a little bit so that we go. Um. That whole unity thing. Some people don't have the experience of unity. Don't worry about it if unity... Sometimes unity comes in later. It's like unity is an understanding that can pop in at any point. Or you can, you know, you can see it in a tree. Oh, holy Moses on the tree. Sometimes you just get that little eureka and that might be the only experience of one that you have. But, so that one I'm not worried about. But this whole... That Carla's talking about of you know this just the exquisiteness of of understanding that it's all God. Okay, perfect. Pure consciousness. All right. <laughs> the <laughs> commentary from Ian there. <laughs> A rich laugh. Okay. The the what what is what can come into this realm of, of the absolute, of pure <coughs> consciousness, that is still part of the mind, which, and this is the problem with non-duality, is that we identify with being that. What's still running is the identification. That's the problem. That's what stops people from going prior mm. to consciousness. Because you are all of it. You're still dragging identification. We've swapped out the me story for being God. <laughs> very, very attractive. There's the goal. There it is. Why not? That's, a, that's what we do, no? Yeah, but you're, you're all of it. You're the truth. I say it myself. Because you have to kind of... You have to go there. And it's really useful to drop the personal story. We're just swapping it out for being everything instead of being part of every part of everything. Now you are everything. Lovely. Of course, it's really nice, and people generally spend about two years there to kind of stabilize. And you're, you're, you know, you're, 
you're spending enough time not using the self-referencing network in your brain that this can get pretty solid. So part of it is a neurological re- rewiring, actually. We just wait for the body to catch up. It's the identification with the best problem. So the identification is, 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 you know, is still active when there's grieving the loss of God. It's like, mm, yeah, the grief will continue as long as there's a... The, the idea of identification hasn't been seen through. You have to see through the concept of identification, and it's very sticky. It's darn sticky. Because you can be awake and it's still valid. It is still valid. You're everything, you're truth, you're God, there's, you know, I am that. Like one of the best-selling spiritual books, one of the, one of the most fantastic books. Look at the title of it. But later on in, in that author's life, Mr. Gadatha's life, he said the title is a load of crap, you know? <laughs> yeah. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Indeed. I learned more. Indeed, yeah, I learned more. I got deeper. You know? It dropped. It dropped. The identification was seen through. Ian, there was almost a movement. Um, I completely relate to what's just been said. In as much as. Um, Some more volume. Yeah, yeah. I completely relate to what's been said, in as much as. When I forget what I thought I was, it's sort of like I'm into a realm of feeling. It's beyond mine. It's like the other day I was driving down at the yard and I'm seeing little birds hopping between the edges and before I've even realised what they are or identified, you're actually feeling them hopping and bopping along, it's like there is this expansive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're more than what you thought you were. Yes. Um, and I can still relate to not being that, because it's an experience happening in whatever it is we are. But it also doesn't seem wrong to have that experience happen and also the forgetting of what you are to be me. It all seems to be something that happens in this. Can we go a little bit deeper than what you're talking about? Because what you're talking about is, you know, the experience of the birds within, that happens within what we are. Okay, you're, you're cruising around this level. You're cruising around this level and you're, you're, you're seeing it in contrast to the separate identification. Yeah. Can we go a bit further? I'm asking you to leave all of that. <clears throat> and the comfort that it brings. Let's crank up the engine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, is there uh, still, um, when you say I'm that... Is it related to the uh, present moment? And uh, maybe deepest is related to nothing. 
Yes. There is something like with the time. It's like a shift. Yes, you could say that. You could say that. Mystery land is before and after, and then there is more now. Okay, so this would be presence, and this has a timeline. Yeah. Yeah. The me, myself, I has, is within time and space. It's very, you know, it's the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, the presence yeah. is related to something. Okay, uh, so the, the presence, if you can, if you can, I, I, if this makes sense to you, it will, will be helpful. Presence is like splitting through the timeline. Yeah. The timeline is kind of horizontal, and presence is. Whoo, it's, it, it doesn't have a past and a future. It's not even now. It's like outside of the now. Do you know? It bores deep into the now moment. You know that presence thing, right? So we've already split the second. Yeah. We split it, right? And there's presence. And you know, okay, this is outside of time. But deeper than presence too. Anything that's an anchor is, has to be part of this God place. The absolute, the pure consciousness. And presence is an anchor. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know if this is, but I have times where I don't even know what happened in the day, but the day existed, things got done. And yeah. It's like, how could it be six o'clock? You know? Right. And so, but there's no, there's nothing. It's just nothing. Like, I just existed. It wasn't. Mm. good or bad or yeah, you know, it was just yes. not nothing and I'm not sad or ha- I'm, I'm just right. in that's right so so there you know there's there's no self-referencing happening but that what you are <laughs> uses the mind to function like Philip the physios this morning it's like what's needed in the moment happens without it happening to me without me delivering and me performing and me so that's just that's just normal life without the me myself I being attached to the tasks that happen right so living happens without the me not a problem so when you're when you go through the day and and you're beyond that <coughs> you're kind of in a state of nothingness where there's not <coughs> Either over joy or sadness, or there's, yes. there's there's nothing. Yes, because you're not labeling anything, because that's what will create the experience okay. is the labeling. Okay. So then you look at your watch and you see, my God, it's six p.m. I snap, yeah, I snap out, and then the story starts. That's and right. Like, okay. and then you're back into like, oh yeah, because it takes a me to recognize, you know, uh, uh, no, it doesn't take a me. It's like um, the the personality is the one who will make sense of six o'clock because there's a lifestyle and there's a place to go now. So the personality makes sense of it, you know? So it kind of is a, like a, oh, it's, a, it's a, a new perspective shifts in when you look at your watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah. And, and like a new piece of software starts working in your head. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay, so the personality now has a place to, uh, this, this means something else for the personality. <coughs> okay. And it gives it guidelines. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that shift. Of like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it engages a, a, another <coughs> component of your brain, yeah. yeah. Yes, Cindy. Um, that was really helpful, describing the, the presence as this thing that's like cut through time. Yeah. Like a, it's like a continuum. So Good. So I can really um, feel that, that difference of the presence. Yes. That's always been there. That, yes. That 
that is always somehow related to this experience yes. in the body. Yes. And then there's this other place yeah. that actually tracks us through the heart. Yes. But it's it's it goes somewhere much yes. much much deeper. Yes. Much mm-hmm. deeper. And I noticed that I'm looking for where they connect because this place down here doesn't seem like I don't know how it links actually. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It's like uh huh. Yeah. It's like uh huh. There is a disconnect. Okay. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> just let the disconnect settle the acknowledgement of the disconnect it needs to settle a minute yeah Mike um, Stan Groff has done quite a lot of teaching here um, in, and, and you know talks about the hylotropic and the holotropic universe and when you were saying you know don't sort of make one above the other what he said about Finthorn was that we try and be in the hylotropic and the holotropic at the same time, and that doesn't work. And that's certainly been my experience, <coughs> in that I have to sort of be in silence for a while before I'm anywhere near the holotropic, anywhere near what you're talking about. And if I just, it doesn't happen for me in the middle of the day. Yes, yes. And, and also, some of the most clear moments in my life have been from the holotropic phase, you know, part of a breathing or part of just a sudden moment where yes. uh, something drops in. Yes. Uh, and I Does it appear to happen by itself? Uh, it's not as if these are, I've lost that. They've been points of great clarity for me. And I don't know whether I've quite got there from what you were saying or how to frame that, um, except in my experience, I just don't get there unless I, I take that silence and take that time, yes. which I, I, I do pretty well every morning. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So does it feel like it happens by itself in that holotropics? I'm not yes. familiar with the, the, the two words, so... Yeah, I mean, he talked about the cartography of consciousness and, mm. and how... You know, when you go into these spaces, then you can begin to have a pathway and you recognize yes. there are certain things happening in the body, yes. certain things, emotions come up. You know, mm-hmm. there's a whole route that you can you can recognize, and eventually it's quite familiar. Yes. And it gets to a, a deep place. Yes. But it certainly doesn't happen when I'm crossing the road. Yes. Yes. How's your observer capacity, Michael? When you're crossing the road, can you observe what your mind is doing to cross the road? I suppose I could, but I don't. Is there a reason that you don't? It just doesn't necessarily occur to me. It would be really good. It would be really good. Here's why. Is because to shift from... It, Okay, so, so in the morning you have your reading, you have your silence, you've got your way to um, quieten the mind and introduce. It's like 
tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you're reminding your system of truth, because this level is what we call truth. And then it has space, because your mind says, oh yeah, I, I can bow down to that. And of course, of course. And you kind of remember. And so it's activated, because you remember. But the gap between the, the me story and pure consciousness is too wide. So you have to work at it because you haven't taken the stepping stone in the middle, which is the observer. The observer is a fantastic stepping stone. If you started observing your thoughts, there's a very small step to dropping the observer. But right now you've got to work at it because the gap is too wide between the me and the God center. Yeah, and I suppose I've, I've bought into Stan's um, idea that you can't be in the hydrotropic and the holotropic at the same time. So that's been, for 20 years, that's been my sort of but, story, if you like. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but, but I would assume that he's, he's saying you can't be in the believing either of them at the same time. Like the me functions, because I can use yeah. language about me and I can say I'd love a cup of tea, but yet I haven't left this. But it's a me story. But I'm, I'm not attached to it. I'm not sucked in that there's only the me story happening. So, so I'm wondering if he's saying you can't be in two at the same time, because it's not an either or. It's that the, the absolute lens of perception includes the other one, but it's not sticky. Mm. Yeah. So there's a... Mm -hmm. yeah. I was reminded of um, Ramesh Balsakar's you know, thinking, mind and working. Yes, yes. So I suppose the me storyline is much more in the, uh, in the thinking Think mind. It is the thinking mind. And, and if often, you know, because I'm an engineer and going to do a lot of process calculating things, I, I definitely go into a different space. Yes. I wouldn't say it's an already feeling of the absolute. Yes. But it's a feeling of there's no me involved in that. Yes. Very good. Very mm -hmm. good. So it's, it's, you can fully go into task. I can fully go into the focus. Yeah. 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 To do the working mind without the me. Okay. So are you what are you, what are you suggesting? That I should be have more of an observer in that state? I think it would be easy. What I want, my goal is for you to be able to go into the truth of what you are with less effort. I want it to just be accessible to you. It's like is the ground of like I keep asking. Is the ground of being accessible to you now? I, I, I want to bring people to where they can always touch into the, you know, the absolute, <coughs> into that awakened state, just so that it's like, gosh, to, to develop the neurology to feel that it's there all the time. You see? And I think for you, the observer is a way to detox from the neurology of the me, myself, I story. I think it's, uh, it would be really good because you can see the me, myself, our story, but there's something that's not engaged. And what it will train your brain to do is to have two lenses of perception running at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's what's not there. Yes, you're right. It's not there. It's not there. Mm -hmm. You know, birds of prey, 
their right and left brain function quite differently to each other. Ours are much more overlapped, hence these issues. Um, and like a hawk, for example, uses the, the part of your brain that does the me, myself, I story to hone in on there's a mouse 50 feet down there. The other part of it is scanning the broader view. The other side of the brain is scanning the broader view. The right brain is just looking at the overview. What's, what's going on? What's the danger? What's, is there something? Is there, a, you know, is there a fox running after going across my way? Or what's, what's going on? Broader view. But the thing that does separation and that does the minutia, the me, myself, I part for us, <coughs> is looking at the mouse. So that capability of having the wider view and the narrow view at the same time is developed through practicing observing the thoughts. Observing the monologue, the, the, the me, myself, I story. It's like, okay, I'm crossing the street. Can I watch what my mind is doing to assess this? And I think that skill would be really good because you need that skill in order to, yes, there's the absolute and there's my personality doing such and such a thing, trying to communicate, but there is another knowing that I'm very aware of all the time. So, so the practice if you like, uh, would be to, to bring that observer into everyday life. Yes, into everyday life. Because I want to loosen up the way your everyday life works. There's no problem when you do the reading and you remember the truth. That, that's not the issue. The issue is the rest of it doesn't have the regular part of your working day, apart from when you're doing your work, because there's no working mind, no thinking mind there at all. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's the that's your working mind. And eventually, you'll have the ground of being underneath your working mind. But that's pretty tricky because we've got focus. And when there's focus, it tends to take all of your attention. It's a lot of work to like, oh my God, all my attention is on this project. But there's pure consciousness recognizing the ground of being, recognizing the truth underpinning it all. That's trickier to really feel how... Yeah, I don't have that experience. No, no, you, you couldn't have. It's down river. You, you couldn't have. It's really, it's very, very subtle. So in the meantime, what we got to do is punch holes in the hypnosis of the me story that's there in the afternoon and evening when you've moved away from remembering the absolute. So we, we've got to weaken this. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really watching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just a little question related to this, isn't the doing the work on fire and cake and questioning all these um, beliefs? Opinions and beliefs of the mind. Isn't that a, a very good tool then? You know, every tool is worthwhile. Mm. Everybody has something to offer. Everything. Be your own teacher. Pick and choose what works for you. Pick and choose. I'm a bit of a rebel, you know? I'm not like, just go with one teacher. It's like, be faithful to yourself. Develop the wisdom for you to, to know what works for you and when you're fooling yourself. That will serve you much better. So yeah, her tools are fabulous. Pick them up when you need them, set them down and get another tool when you need another tool. You're driving your own ship. Mm. <coughs> oh, sorry, Fen. You're my periphery vision there. <laughs> What's just been noticed at the moment is that there's been some doubt 
here mm. as to what, what's happening here. That immediately seems to have brought it right up to um, to a level of being in mind rather than down here. Yes. Um, there's a there's a wor I'm working it dropping again. That's not easy. Yes. What's going on there? Yes. Doubting mind. Put those two words together because doubting always comes from the mind. Yeah. Now, take a moment to see: is it a valid doubt or is it bullshit? Bullshit. All right. So um, you, you, you got that like in three seconds. It's bullshit. You just knew. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so then it's like, okay, doubting mind, see you. Right. Go. Because if you have a pattern of using... It seems very sticky. Oh, the doubting mind is very sticky. Oh, it's very potent. It's very potent, doubting mind. Yeah. That, that takes a bit of vigilance. If, we're, if, you know, if we've got a habit of doubting things... You know, it comes from not trusting or not trusting yourself and just trust. It's a trust thing, you know? And so, yeah, just take a moment. Is this, is this doubting mind? Because it can be useful, you know? It's like, is it valid or not valid? Okay, no, I know. I'm on to you. I'm, not, I'm on to you. It's not valid because it, there's, ex, there's experience is the wrong word, but there's been some uh, amazing, um, well, not amazing, but, you know, experiences that haven't been experienced before, which is, which is obvious that that's... Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Because, like, if you've had, you know, obviously everybody here has, knows that there is something way beyond mind. Obviously, you wouldn't be here otherwise. Have you had that spiritual experience of knowing? Oh my God, this isn't created by a concept. What's happening here is not created by my mind. My mind is running this commentary, but I know it's not created by my mind. Do you know that one? That's exactly right. That's it. That's it. Then everything else is mind. At some point, your mind is going to try and sabotage that. Your mind will say, oh no, I'm what's real. That was imagined. The whole thing is flipped to what you think. You know, it's like, I see you, bugger off. I see you. That kind of wisdom is necessary, you know? And sometimes you just have to remember. Just remember, it's like, no, I, I do know. I do know a non-conceptual space. And this is concepts. And I'm going for the non-conceptual being more authentic. Bugger off. Sometimes it's like that, you know? Yes? What are you calling prior to absolute? Mm, haven't got there yet. Okay. <laughs> I've just left a space. Yeah, it's blank right now. Okay. Yeah. Because we, we, we have to unravel this and this uh, uh, I am that section and see it in relationship to the mind and the role of the observer and the being aware of awareness. You, you can't go further because you... you you won't be able to take it away and use it yourself unless you really understand all these layers and how they are codependent. Because, why? Because identity runs through it all. Sophisticated identity runs through it all. Right. So, so you, you've got to get a handle on all that before we go deeper. Well, I guess I'm sitting on something here that might be very confusing now. But sure. Uh, I'm coming from the Course in Miracles. Uh, sure. Uh, and the course says uh, we have a split mind uh, and uh, calls it the wrong mind. It's the ego stuff, the me story. 
and the right mind is, uh, yeah, when I get into pure consciousness, yes. and I'm from that place of my right mind, if I want, then it says, it's, there's only one decision to make, and that decision is either be in the wrong mind or in the right mind, yes. if you want. Yes. And if I'm in, in the right mind, I know yeah, what's going on in the me story as well, but I come from another That's right. level, from That's another right. yes. angle, if you want. But That's it's right. Still it's a wider view <coughs> that includes yeah. the me, but, but it's, it's not still mind. Sure, it's still mind. So it's mind. Yes, correct. And uh, <coughs> to go beyond mind can only be grace or I can't make that decision. Your mind can't... No, it's not a decision. Or, yeah. But the I, Krista, can't make the decision to go... Sure. That's valid. Beyond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I can make the decision to be in my right mind, if you want. Mm -hmm. and to, but I know that there is somehow, there is no separation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I know how that feels. Uh, yeah. Very seldom, but... Uh, uh, so, can you say something about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit confused. The one who makes the decision is, <laughs> is the me story. She's, she's the decider. Yeah. So, yeah, she can, she can, you know, she can come down and have a commentary on the absolute and she can have understanding on the absolute. <laughs> Because the thread of identity, it's like, well, I, I, I'm little Krista, but I'm also everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that can include both of it. The decision-making faculty is in the personal. It's too far. It's too far. The, the reach, it doesn't reach further than, than I am that. It, it has nothing, no role to play down here. None. Now we're looking at the realm of pure consciousness alone. So that's, that's valid. But does that mean that you can't know it? No, not at all. It means you as pure consciousness takes over the driving seat. Not Krista making it happen. It's you as pure consciousness takes over the driving seat <laughs> to destroy itself. <laughs> Do you know? Yes, I can see that. But the Course says as well, it's not possible to kind of Go there by yourself, your, um, yeah, from the ego self. Let's see if a miracle can happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can ask for help uh, from Jesus or, uh, or Buddha or whatever. Okay, uh, you're, you know now you're talking from the dualistic me, myself, I, the powerless one. Yes. This is all story. You, you know that? I know, but, yeah, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a bit confusing how to really understand that. So the one who needs God or grace, yeah. that's a little belief system that she's oh. a bit helpless. That's just a belief system talking to me. <laughs> that's her world that's just a small little pocket of what's sitting in front of me 
Mm-hmm. So, so that's fine. That's valid. But, but, but there's a whole other package to you. Mm-hmm. That's just a belief system. That doesn't define anything. No. It's just an old pattern of believing that you can't do it alone. Okay, fine. So? Mm-hmm. So? Yeah, I mean, so uh, what I'm doing, and uh, uh, I think I'm touching into a, a place of, uh, say, uh, yeah, pure consciousness there, when I'm asking for, for help, please, I want to see it uh, in another way, out of my ego uh, thought system, and I know that it works. <coughs> And do you know that it's you who hears your prayer? Uh, it's not me who answers the prayer, at least. Yes, it is. It is. You're right, I think. <laughs> I think. I think. Krista, you, you yes. are the absolute. Yes, you I'm are right. grace. Right? Yes. See, do you see how this identity has to be valid here? Yes. Otherwise, you're never going to let go of the me story. You've got to know that you are God. It's all you. Yes. You are answering your own prayer. You've got a hat called grace, and you've got a hat called poor little old me. You, you, I know that, and I think I needed to go through that right now to know it again. To know it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and I know who's answering my prayer. Yes, it's you. It's what you really are, is answering your prayer. I do know that. So then what are you worried about? (laughs) Oh, well, I'm uh, worried about some uh, sabotage again, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. That I might not recognize, is that really pure consciousness? Yes, there's the doubting mind. Cut the doubting mind. Yeah. Cut the doubting mind. Yeah. That's discipline. There's nothing else to yeah. nip that one. And I know how it feels when, uh, yeah, when it's right. Uh, not right is not the right word. When, yeah, when I'm, uh, when I'm there. When you're aligned with what you really yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. Can you spend more time aligned with what you really are? Uh, yes. That would be really good. <laughs> Change the radio station from the helpless one to what you really are. Swap it out. I do that in my practice every morning. Can you just do it during the day? During the day, it would be wonderful. Well, that's the whole idea. Yes, that's the whole idea. I know, it's so clear when you say that. Why is there a question? Yes, yes. That's what we're doing here. It's like yeah. big picture. Live, learn how to live from the big picture. Yes. Wire your brain so that you're... But you've got to work at it because it's a neurological deficiency yeah. that we have because we spend so much time in the me story. Yeah. We don't know how to function in the world from the God center, the being place. Yeah. You know? Jane, did you have your hand up at some time ago? Yes. Um, it was just about this, these words, I am that. Mm. Because I've thought about them quite a lot. Mm. Because they don't, you can't, it's exactly as you say it. It's, um, it's the identification if you say that sentence. Yes. And even if you just say I, or just am, or just that, yes. it's, it's still.
still, there's still, it's still going on. So how can we talk about it? Because as soon as I try to say something, yes. <coughs> yes. there's the identification. Can you say it but know that, okay, do you know how I can say I want a cup of coffee? Uh-huh. But I'm not identified with it. Yeah. It's just the personality saying she wants a cup of coffee. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So my vista is wider. Mm-hmm. And, and there's the me that wants a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. That's valid, but, but it's much wider. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from a wider base. Can you come from a wider base mm-hmm. and somehow know that, yeah, I can use that language and say I am that. That's valid. Within that zone of realm of operation, that's valid. But I'm sitting in a wider base, base. But I have to use the language of I am sitting in a wider base, same as I have to use the language I want a cup of coffee. But actually, I don't want a cup of coffee, really. <laughs> but I'm sitting in a wider base, and I can say I am that. But I know those words are bullshit, but for functioning, they work just fine within that realm. Yes, I can do all that, and, okay. I can, I, and that works when I'm talking to somebody else, like somebody in this room, who would yeah. understand. Yeah. But there's plenty of other people in yeah. the spiritual world, in my yes. world anyway, yes. who, if I use those words, would be thinking, would be not having the wider base as well. Yes. So it's, it, it, just, it's, I suppose the question is, how do you have a conversation about that, actually? Why would I want to have a conversation yes. about it? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's no need to have a conversation That's right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about what's prior to consciousness doesn't happen. Great. Doesn't happen. And if people misunderstand and imagine that you're identifying with your language, that's their perception. Yeah. It's none of your business. Yeah. Okay. Thank okay. you. That's very helpful. Yeah, it really isn't. It's because that's, that's creating their experience, depending on the lens of perception that they're working with right now. And it's absolutely valid. That's, that's the way it's got to be. And you're only responsible for your own lens of perception. You know? Yes, Tom. Um, four years ago, you, you talked quite a bit about something that I don't think you've mentioned this time, sort of the natural state, and I'm wondering where yes. that falls in. Yes, here's the natural state. The natural state is when your awareness is in pure consciousness, or, you know, there's no me story happening. It's the absence of the me story. You know, here I'm, I'm making you to be aware that you are there, so, to train you to do something. What your body and what your mind settles into is the natural state, because it's actually what's natural, not to be running a me story, but to be calm and to be relaxed and to be viewing from the wider. It becomes natural, it becomes normal. We're kind of doing an intensive here to like be aware of it, know where you're looking from, know where you're looking from, to prep you to actually do what's natural, which is not running any story at all. That's the natural state. Yeah. Thank you. How does the rewiring happen? Um, it's learning how to use your brain in a different way. It's it. Uh, it so, so there's a, there's a, um, somebody's law, Hobbes law, is it Hobbes? Hicks, Hicks, Hicks law, what, what wires to get, what fires together, wires together. And if you continually um, repeat an electrical impulse, a wire 
a mm -hmm. wiring gets mm -hmm. formed. When we're born, there's a shitload of neurological pathways open. But we end up being treated the same way and getting the same messages over and over again and all the ones we don't use fall away. And then we discover, oh my God, this is my habitual way of understanding myself and this is my perception of seeing the world. We do spiritual work and we start, okay, I've got to develop this habit, I've got to go into the observer, I've got to meditate, I've got to, you're drawn to doing things, to seeing things another way and life challenges you. So getting out of your comfort zone is creating new neurological pathways. If you're in your comfort zone, you, it's comfortable because you're running the, the wires that are already in place. That's what's comforting. Whether it's self-sabotage or positive or negative, doesn't matter. If it's comforting, you're running your normal neurological pathways. You see, getting out of the comfort zone creates rewiring. Creates, that's what that is. It's uncomfortable. It can be awfully frustrating. It's like trying to learn something. That's a new neurological pathway. You're trying to learn something and you just don't get it. It's like, yeah, you don't have the wire created yet, but it'll pop through and then you'll be like, oh, you joined something, you created a new pathway, and then you get it. You see? So that's kind of another example of not being in your comfort zone, the frustration of it. That's the feeling of bursting a new neurological pathway. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And Edward de Bono's I am right, you are wrong. Um, this is familiar, but from way back. Really yeah. good explanation of exactly what happens mm. in, the, in the brain. But he also talks about needing new words, which is the sort of problem that we're having here and creating new words. And he also explains that that's how humour works. So it's, you know, you're following the traditional wiring. You expect the story to go somewhere. Yeah. And humour works because suddenly... That's right. Comedian takes uh, somewhere right. else, and you weren't expecting. It. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's exactly what humour is. Yeah. And he actually talks about. Uh, unfortunately, I can't remember it, but he talks about lots of different ways of rewiring and ways that it, it works. It's really yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. 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 In, in psychotraumatology, they call it challenging the procedural behaviour. There we go. It's procedural. It's. That's automatic, right. it's implicit. That's and, right. And it's interesting that in dealing with higher consciousness, we are challenging the procedural as we, we are. are in dealing with the me, myself, and I. The me, myself, well. I is the procedural. Yes, is the procedural. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. so there's, a, there's, there's more subtlety in the procedures as we're working with transcendence. Right? Yes, that's right. right. That's right. But that's really interesting that you're doing it. Yeah. In both ways of helping healthy me, myself, I world. Yes. As well as opening pathways to the world yes. beyond. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. There's a place for all of it. Right. You see? And and the trouble the trouble with when identification is still valid and the non-dual layer here it is the non-dual I am that pure consciousness. It's always set against the me myself I the dualistic. We're still in duality. It's just the flip of the dual. We're saying it's non-dual and it's not dualistic, but it's the opposite of dualistic. Of course, it's still in the dual. Good Lord, it's the opposite of the dual. Do you know? Because this identification is the thread. Mm -hmm. So let's identify with the non-dual rather than the dual. Okay. 
But that'll get you to awakening. That's a non-dual awakening. It'll get you to enlightenment. But there's more. <laughs> there's always more, but there really is more. I mean, you know. <laughs> I have a quick question. Uh-huh. Could you nice one? Yeah. How does the mystical experience fit? Is it somewhere in between, or is it like the mind uh, uh, talking about what's happened? Or? Yes, yes, because it has to. A mystical experience is being interpreted by the mind. Right. So what it really is might or might not be as the mind represents it and talks about it. But that's as good as we, as we can put it into our memory. We have to turn it into something that we kind of recognize because we have a limited number of labels and, and sometimes we're like, oh my God, an experience I've never had before. Great, you, you, that's new neurology. That's something new. Great, you're outside your comfort zone. Yes, I love when people have spiritual experiences that they've never had before. What do they try to do? They try and have the same one again. <laughs> I want to go back to that stage. It's like, shit, like... You know, you create new neurology. What do you want to do? You want to, you want to make that the comfort zone. That's now becoming a comfort zone. I want to feel it again. No, keep going, keep going. New ones, new ones, new ones. You see? So it, the mystical experience, you as pure consciousness will know more about it than what you can remember, than what your language is, than your recollection of it. You, you know? That will always be a modified version. But you as pure consciousness knows, has a knowing that you mightn't have words for because the labeling belongs to mind. And ha- leave space for both. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is there something else in your question? Yeah. Like, um, for, for me, it was, it, it resonates, or it resonates with the, as you were the back, um, with the two worlds. It's like, Having a new world experience. Yes. And it didn't fit in the other one. Yes. And for me, it felt like, how can I ever? Is it can it be connected or not? Yes. And it didn't feel like possible. But now at least we have here the, all the components. Uh-huh. So I still wonder how this. Yes. Fits. Yes. With the absolute one, with another layer or layer. Yes. Okay. All right. So. It was about beyond time or not yeah. no time. Yeah. And um, the no space being space. Yeah. 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 So the, 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 there are laws that define the me world. Cause and effect, right and wrong, good and bad, social behavior. There's laws, you know? And there's laws around the absolute, because we kind of know how that works. It takes care of everything, everything comes from it, blah, blah, blah. So we define it around laws. The place of where the laws are ambiguous, it's neither this world, it's neither that world. There is another zone. There's a shitload of zones in between this and this. These are just the major stepping stones that we all have to get familiar with in order to not go looperous when we're on the spiritual path. But it's like there's other realms, other dimensions of where it's not 
where the laws are not solid and they're spiritual dimensions. And what you're describing to me is a spiritual dimension. It doesn't have laws. It doesn't have rules that make it easily definable. And there are loads of those. Do they fit any place? No, but they're between this and that. They're between the me, myself, I and the, 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 the absolute. But it's where all the laws are up for party. Party. Yeah. yeah. So it's a spiritual dimension. <clears throat> and it's a legitimate dimension. <clears throat> and it, it does exist. And there's a lot of them. A lot of them. And the tricky thing generally is wanting to go back or to have, because there's so much goodness or love in there. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So naturally, there's a trying to grasp it or place it or control yeah. it or it's natural. But but when we're in the world, it's it those there's a different set of laws that are valid, yeah. you know with our culture and, you know, just to make life work, you know. We've agreed laws and we, we teach that level of perception of the laws to our children so that we all have the same words for things, the same. We put on clothes to stay warm, we, you know, like, we just do things. But none of those laws are valid in other dimensions. None of them. They're great fun because there's total freedom from these other clearly defined realms. And not everybody accesses them or can access them. Some people get lost in them because they have a preference. They want to reject the me story for this other spiritual dimension. And, and well, that, you know, in an extreme case, that's psychosis because they go someplace. Psychosis is they're, they're going to a spiritual dimension and, and they can't manage the two worlds, you know. It's just an entirely different level of perception that's working. Yes. One is, again, puzzlement. Um, there have been occasions when I've been meditating where I've just completely lost body function. Just yeah. Just collapsed. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm still aware, in a way. Yeah. But it's, it's, everything's gone. It's yes. It's blankness. Yes. But I'm not asleep. Yes, right. Uh, I thought I was asleep, but I'm not. Yes. <laughs> and there's, there's even, which surprised me, um, it's not awareness of time, but knowing that particularly in an early morning meditation, you've got to finish it after 7.30, come straight out of it around 7.30, which is just weird. <laughs> What's that? Is that one of these weird spiritual dimensions? No, it's just, it's just going into a zone of where functioning can't happen because you lose the power to get up or look at your watch or whatever. But yet there's an awareness that you've lost your functioning. Yeah. You know, so some part of the brain is, is registering, but but you've lost the yeah, the control over the body. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's not a spiritual dimension, really. It's like some part of the mind is completely switched off because you're hanging out in the absolute. You know. Ah, mm. yeah. mm. And the other question is: for years, I used hypnosis with my patients, yeah, and seeing them, particularly things like hypnosis and so on, where they could completely dissociate from from time, from um, feelings and everything else. What's going on there? Is that just right, uh, the right brain? Uh, when they dissociate right brain? from 
Well, uh, for example, um, the, uh, being able to do a complete um, uh, uh, operation without any any anesthesia, yeah. uh, where they can completely dissociate from yeah. uh, from uh, um, feeling pain, for example. Yeah. Or completely. Another example is is, is um, uh, again the power of suggestion granted. Uh, we're putting something like a 10p piece on, on the hand and then transferring the, the sensation of feeling from the hand into that 10p piece. Yes, uh, yes. That's weird. And I, I mean, that set me off on this whole spiritual journey. To yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and I was just questioning, what the heck is this? What's this? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and yes. I still don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we know that pain science now is talking about, well, they know that there's pain receptors in the brain. They're not actually real. Oh, the nerve endings are cutting your hand, that's what's causing the pain. Yeah, yeah. It's not, actually. Yeah, you, you have pain absolutely. receptors. Absolutely. And for some, you can turn them off. Yeah. So, so you turn them off. That's what's happening. So that there's no... Right. No, right. Yeah. Yeah, no sensation of pain being, being registered at all because it's, it's, it's in the brain. It's not I mean, in the nerve endings. The sense endings. of time goes as well. And that's that whole lot sure. Yeah. But these are all just different... Uh, different things that we're trained to perceive, you know, and, and we can play with them, you know. And, you know, the, the 10p piece is, is, we just imagine that it's a separate thing. And if you use that part of your body, it's a separate thing. If you use that part of your brain, that does labeling and separation. But if we bypass that yeah. and go more into unity consciousness, of course. Of, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mags. Um... A, a while back, I would have done ayahuasca, and when it all kicked off, you had the nausea and the zinging and frequency. And I remember going backwards and seeing my mind observe the eye or the observer, and then going back further and seeing the observer like you've drawn, and then mind watching observer to see if it was being watched in the body. Yeah. And I just resided in this utter neutral, like not. It was just so neutral that when I go back into my body, it was like, "What are you going back there for?" you know a load of crap yeah. um, but what I find I can access that feeling at will but because it's that direction there's always the awareness of the physicality of mags here where I noticed if I drop down into the hip in the last day or two I can dissolve or like I totally lose the sense of me being here. Yes. So I'm wondering, should I switch to that direction because I had an attachment that that was the way for me to go back? Now I'm thinking maybe it's to go into the well, into the hips. Yeah? Okay. I would too. Yeah. And everything works for a while. Okay. You know? <clears throat> Nothing is ever wrong. It made sense. It did something. Okay. But I would go into the body. Yeah, that's my sense. I would. I'd okay. go through the body if I were you, yeah. Definitely now, no. like, yeah, yeah, now I would, yeah. Because you've got a handle on different layers of perception, it's very clear. Okay. It's like, all right, okay, okay, bring it, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah into the web, exactly. You go to the very bottom, but I can let the bottom fall out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I'm just aware this morning that my brain's very resistant to all the words. Um, I, I was breathing into just trying to you know, be more present. And then when you mentioned spiritual dimensions, it was like this fizzing started up in my heart. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that place. I know this. Yeah. 
and then I think is that a cop out because I didn't want to take in that's a cerebrally. Cere- yeah. Uh, I think you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know, is there a benefit in it? In which? In in um, pursuing a spiritual dimension rather than taking in the information. It feels like, what you're describing, it feels like it would be an escape. Because, mm, yeah, yeah. you know, there was like a, a relief in that and the other thing, there's a resistance. You use yeah. the word resistance. Yeah. It's like, I'd be after the resistance. Okay. It was just, it was a sensation. It was, um, I don't know. Something, yeah. Something quite strong. Like as an, an opening? Yeah. Positive kind of yeah. in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because when I woke up this morning, <clears throat> I had this like, ugh, <laughs> this sense of dread. And I knew it was my mind just playing tricks. Oh, another day, and we go through this and that and the other. So I've been um, very much aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So if, if you were to stop pushing against what is. I don't, I don't know if I was pushing. I think I just wanted to absorb it in another way. Okay. Physically, uh, you know, uh, sensationally. Uh, yeah. uh. Because this is a spiritual dimension too. Mm. The me, myself, I is another spiritual dimension. And like... It, it, <clears throat> if you have access to spiritual dimensions, you know what I'm talking about, but if you don't, you might think I'm bonkers, and that's fine too. Um, in other dimensions, I hear exactly the same thing. And it's like, do, do you want to go to the part of the physic, where, where your body is physical form? Do you want to go there? Do you really think that this, this where you are now is crappy and that would be better? It's like, yeah, because it, you know, experience would intensify with physical forms. Like, yeah, so does suffering. I don't care. It's an experience. I want to experience more. So I talk to groups of people in different dimensions. They all want something different than where they are. They all want something. Like, even in the simplest version, if I talk to people who are dead, or let grace help me because, you know, and then grace or angels say, oh my God, that's better down. It's like, Jesus, nobody. It's like a phenomenon. Something is better than what we have. Everybody wants to go to the other dimension. It's weird. But isn't that story? Isn't isn't that still functioning in storyland? Everything is storyland. We have to talk about identification with it or not now, because everything is storyland. It's all storyland. Only outside of I am that is is not storyland. Right. Like those are like the spiritual dimensions. I mean, I I know them very well. Yeah. and I have cut them off. You yeah. know? That was your, yeah. your direction to me. Yeah. And what that has done is um, there was like a little bit of grieving with it, but it's so much quieter. And and what it's done is um, it pulled like, like it's like a well, like there's a gravitational force, like a, a force pulling me down now. Yes. So I'm very drawn to what this, I forgot your name. Your name, it doesn't Wendy. matter. That lady said about um, something deeper that comes from the heart. Yes. Because that's where I'm, 
wanting to know more. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm being pulled there. Yes. So I'm wanting... I don't know what I want, whether I, whether information will be helpful or just going to, through the mind to get yeah. down there. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like um, it can come from lower down. Like uh, The only way I know how to say this is that it, it's pretty sub... It's very low down in my perception. Yeah. But there's no... Access. There's no tangential roads like yes. Like here, yes. these spiritual dimensions are all these detours off of the yes. road. Yes, yes, they are. And you can go and loop around them for like yes. five thousand years. You can and know everyone on every you know, which I've yeah. done a lot of that. But now, when you told me cut the antennas off, yeah. so I did. So now it's like a well. Yes, going straight yes. down. But at that down place, I feel what that person talked about like something is deeper that perceives yes but it doesn't have like tangential yes so i i don't know if you would like to talk about that or if it's important to talk that's important for you okay because that's that's the that was the most direct way for you to go deeper in in all of it yeah you know because you spent most of your life hopping in and out of all kinds of dimensions. And it's like, hey, you're here. Yeah. This, is, this is the place, actually, that, that you're going to mostly advance if you're fully here. Beyond, it, it's beneath that. Sure. It, it, uh, okay. It feels... Um, I don't know how to explain it, Jack. It, it doesn't have, like, the parameters of anything else that I know of. It doesn't have any... Um, it It's a... Like a, a force, a feeling that's pulling down. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have any of the same qualities of that realm, the presence realm. Okay. It doesn't feel at all like it's that. What is it? I don't know what it is. It, it's like um, nothing. Well, it's like a, it's like the absence of anything. Okay, it feels more physical than that as you're describing it. Like, it feels like, and I'm going to get back to you, Mukti, because I know we're not done. Um, it, 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 the only thing that resonated is when when she said that about the heart. There was something that she said that it resonated. Yeah. There's some heart, um, and it, and I resonated with that word yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't put it into any chart. Like, it, okay. I'm at odds with trying to put it somewhere. Put it somewhere. It's like, no. Okay. It, because because your experience is about being in your body. You're a dancer. It's all about coming into your body, awareness of the body. That's your way to deepen your understanding, is through the body. So the pulling down is to do that, is to draw you away from those other dimensions. Right. That, that Yeah, sure, you did great work, but actually, done. This is about you. It's about you. Going, getting as deep as you can in your own understanding and okay. awakening. That's what it's about. So that's the cutting off the antennas. Like, yeah, yeah. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. You know, and and the but it's drawing going down. in. It's like yeah. drilling further. It is. it's a deepening, but it has to go down through your body. That's the yeah, sensation yeah. of how, yeah, yeah. How, how you're making sense of it. It has yeah. to go through your body. You know, that's the direction of it. But the perception that's open to you. Let's see. Let's see. 
when we get beyond this, but I need to exhaust this first of all. Yes. When we get beyond this, there'll be a recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I conclusion I come to is I need to absorb through my heart. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yes. And it's interesting, you know, when I was because I was thinking about this, about dance and about the pathways that. I'm always trying to break within myself not to do the same thing. You know, yes. to constantly go against what's familiar. That's and right. To be you open. do it through dance. Yeah. You do, yeah. But I think this is really now yeah. very, very strong. So the cerebral, the head stuff yeah. is like yeah. enough already. It's yeah. done. Oh, it's yeah, done. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's like living from your heart, operating from your yeah. heart. You're being completely pulled down into yeah. your heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Good. How are we doing? A little bit fried? A little bit fried? Would you, yes, like, would you like to speak a bit more about the the, the, the physical uh, um, incarnations of of this? You just spoke about you know come back to the body and and having these those feelings when you through deeper and deeper and deeper. So uh, maybe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's something that, that I've started to call non-denialism. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> a newism. <laughs> and what it, what it is, is not denying the validity of any stage of any experience. And a lot of religions have denied the body because it was the easier thing to do. It's like, let's just... Cut it off and not, not, don't do anything to, 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 to stimulate your interest in that and that will be all that out of the way. And I don't think that's good enough. I don't think it's clear enough. I think there's a, a denial in there that's going to come up and bite you in the ass. So, non-denialism is, is the integration of every part that shows up for you. So we're all here because phys physical form, this, this dimension is about physical form. Like in the middle of the night last night, I was in another dimension with no physical form at all. But it's the same freaking work. I'm doing the same stuff. <laughs> Literally, I'm doing the same stuff. Like I'm sitting there and talking to people and pulling stuff out. And da, 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 da. Same stuff. Different set of laws because it's non-physical, but it's the same stuff. Every dimension is after the same thing. Because that dimension is open in my perception, and lots of dimensions are open in my perception, it's up to me to honour the laws of those dimensions, because I access them. If you don't access them, it doesn't matter. But we're all in common here in accessing the me place, the physical, physical world. We all have a body. What are we going to do, deny it or integrate it? So in order to completely transcend it, every part of it must be integrated. Otherwise, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're being selective. We're doing designer integration by ignoring something. 
<laughs> you won't get away with it. You won't be able to go into the beyond all of it. You won't, because there's something undone up here. You won't be able to go beyond all of it. So that's why I'm talking a bit about the body. It's like you, you have to make peace with everything that's showing up in your own level of perception. And I can make an assumption that we all perceive we have a body. That's the deal here. It's physical 3D realm. So what is your relationship with your body? We have to start there. Is there love for your body? Is there criticism for your body? Because the me, myself, I story is going to go against your body, first of all. That's where the dense thing is going to be. Is there exquisite love for it and care for it? All right. Then, then if there's stuff buried in your body, it'll start showing you. If there's stuff in your DNA, if there's habitual patterns. Look, we're talking about the brain. That's very physical as well. So it's about including the body in every way. And sometimes you have to go and get stuff removed from your body, old patterning, because your body keeps the score. It keeps a record of everything too. So sometimes we go through the body to heal something. And sometimes not. Sometimes it's just the mind and the body will catch up. So, so really it's about finding your own relationship with the body. And is that a loving one? And if that is resolved and at peace and you're good with it and there's respect and care for it in a natural way, all right, all right, that's the work. That's it. That's as much as the body requires as a baseline. Otherwise, it's going to work against you and keep you stuck. Your mind will use the body for its own purposes. So if we align, you know, pure consciousness with the body there will be love because it's showing up it's appearing in form as a body <coughs> and it, it will only love it unless the mind comes in and changes that that's the work so that's why loving your body has to happen has to happen and taking care of it has to happen knowing what it needs has to happen because you're getting the mind out of the way so that we know that that's what the absolute will do. It's not going to deny any aspect of it. You see? Making sense? Oh, yes. Yeah. Anything else in your question that I've missed? No, I think it, it was very clear. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. It seems to me when meditation, the, the conversation of the absolute that a lot of energy goes into the body. And I guess chakras get activated, energy starts. There's a lot of movement yeah. in, the, in the body. Yeah. And that movement in the body, I guess, is an integration, as you're saying. Impurities are being washed or clean. But it seems to take me out of being in the presence. Ah. Because all of your attention goes into what's going on in the body? See, this is intense. It feels like there's an intensity there that's vibe is a vibration. But, you know, noticing the energy flows and moving upwards or pineal gland or yeah, crown yeah. chakra and yeah. And I was like, well, maybe I want to be in the absolute, and that's happening. But just keeping the focus there. So. Just like pain signs, you're putting your attention on those things. 
putting attention on the energy on the energy and the activation and the glands you're pushing your attention on it why intense things can be happening but you're not registering it I'm not talking about denying it mm-hmm. I'm talking about registering it in a different way what, what's the juice or was there a phase in your life it feels like there was a phase of where that meant something that's what it feels like and that those things were kind of a necessary hallmark mm-hmm. of, of progress. And somehow that value system has continued, but now it's working against you. Could we see it as like, yeah, that, sure, there's a place of where those things are valuable, but, but not anymore. It feels like they're, they're getting too much significance, mm-hmm. which is an old habit. I would just switch off the perception of them. Just like, let them go. Let them go. I, I, these actually don't mean anything anymore. Could you go there? Yes. Yes. Give them no meaning, no significance, no value. That won't mean they don't happen. It's changing your perception of them. Because they're somehow on a throne. Somehow they're on a throne from something historical. And if they're on a throne, they deserve all of your attention. And of course, you're missing what you're trying to do in the first place. Correct. Mm. I have a question. Some teachers are talking like a lot about um, divinizing the mind, the power of the mind, power of power. What do what of the mind? Divinum divinizing. Divinizing. Making the mind you know, making the mind divine. Okay. And you know, it, when I hear all that I just I don't understand it. I, I, for me, it's it's all about the. It's going, you know, yeah. deeper and deeper into my heart. Yeah, it is really. And so I question, you know, and, and there's different paths for different people. And yeah. You know, how how can that be when we're when it's really about going into here deeper, deeper, deeper? So, you know, is there something? Am I missing it? Like, I part of me says, well, I don't really want to spend that much time. I mean, I recognize mine. I see the patterns. I see the, and I kind of, and then I move away from it, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my neurology or thinking about creating a new pattern or mm. so, so, and maybe I'm, maybe I should be, I, I don't know. Mm. But for, to me, as long as I go deeper and deeper mm. into my heart, mm. it's, it's, it keeps that, that balance yes. instead of pulling me up. Yes. In this little loop. But when you do go into your heart and you operate from there, you are creating new neurology. It's just that you're going about it. it it's like a consequence of going into your heart. But some people are very cerebral. So they actually want to feel, oh yeah, out of my comfort zone. God, I do need to do that. I am stuck. Ah, okay. The same thing is happening for you. But, but your way of, it's only a consequence for you of you going into your heart. Perfect, fine. Everybody has their own way of getting there. But new neurology is being created. Good. So I don't have to go up here and do all that. No, not at all. Thank you. No, not at all. I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, everything is valid, you know? Every teaching is valid somewhere, you know? Take what works for you. Mm -hmm. Be in charge of it yourself, you know? It's the bottom line for me, anyway. Be faithful to yourself. Don't join the faithful of any other gang, you know?
How are you doing, Carla? Yes. Yes. I'm deliberately not going there. I can feel myself deliberately not going there. It's like, this isn't happening right now. This has to be thorough so that we can thoroughly known and understood. Otherwise, what we talk about down here is just going to be a concept and that's going to do you no favours. None. <coughs> the key is <coughs> access that ground of being that's underneath your stories, that presence, stillness, peace, whatever that is, knowing, which you don't know what you know, nothingness. Access that and go, okay, I can see that I am that. That's what I really am. That's what's real. Now, deeper than that. And I cannot bring identity there. Deeper than that, and there is no identification with it. That's the key. That's the difference between the absolute being, the God level, and, and prior, because that's pure consciousness. Prior to consciousness has no identity. You are not anywhere. You are not it. There is no idea of anything being anything. Gone. Invalid. Something happened to me yesterday. Um, I can't remember what you were saying um, about going beyond. And so sit there, okay, I'm going beyond now. And it came right up in my face. It was the dadding mind. I, I haven't believed, and it's never happened to me before. <laughs> there was a belief system that's not, I can't do it. Yeah. It was like right there. Yeah. So that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. No trust at all. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so that's just developing it then. That's just... It's like, all right, okay, I hear you, doubting mind. I hear you, you know? Mm. Last vestige of like, <gasps> you know, let's put her back into the world. It's like, okay, I hear you. So it, let's go as deep as I can go. Now, deeper than this. Deeper than this. And what you're doing is activating full <coughs> consciousness and your mind is going to try... There's two parts, you know? There's, there's, the pure, there's our consciousness and then there's our brain, our mind and our attention and all that. That's of the physical brain. So it's the pure consciousness part that you're activating. And the mind is just going to try and get in there. So it's like, okay, deeper than this. Deeper than this. And see what happens. What does Ramayana self-inquiry take you? Does it take you beyond? No. 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 It doesn't, right? because it's always the mind asking the question, right? Yes. So it doesn't take you yes, beyond. Yes, it's the mind dropping into into pure self, the pure consciousness. And then what you do? So he didn't give us a clue about what to do next. Yes, but 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 what he did was amazing because he's he's given a very clear direct path. Yeah. To waking up. We're talking about the university now. Do you know? And, and there's, a, there's just... Everything is valid, you know? Everything is valid. But, but the air gets thinner as, as we go deeper than awakening, you know? And, and there's not that many people who can get there. And that's just it, you know? But, but for the masses, it's wonderful what he did. 
But yeah, he stopped it there. He stopped there. Nisargadatta is one of the few well-known ones who, at the end of his life, you know, started to, to, to click. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. There's, there's a whole other realm going on. You know? that appear in this realm. They appear in this dimension. And we're either attuned to pick up sacred places or synchronicities or sacred geometry or... Like Christ lineage. Yeah. That's right. All that stuff. It's it's out of this dimension. You know? Because you don't have to leave this dimension to go there. You see? So that's why it's here. It's here. Um, does it? Does it? Get, is it in another dimension of itself? Yes, the origin of it is. Okay. But it overlaps. Here? It's a great distraction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great distraction. It, it, it will make your phenomenal human life more interesting and give you material and and sure, it can help your phenomenal life, but it won't help you wake up. Because it links in, though, doesn't it, with the absolute, the eye and the eye and all this. The, um, Ish. Yeah. <coughs> the, 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 this becomes part of that story, but it's not. They usually just go to oneness. Okay. And there's a lot of, like, healing that needs to be done and helping of the planet. And, and that's all comes from the oneness and the unity, that it's all one unit, so that there's a pull to heal it because it's one thing. Okay. Uh, so they stop there, pretty much, you know? You see, there's nothing beyond it. There's no story beyond this. Yeah. So it's not there. Mm-hmm. So some dimensions, I'm glad you brought that up, because some dimension, dimensions overlap, you know? Like some people see angels, you know? And, and angels are here, but this isn't the angelic realm. Okay, yeah. You know? I don't know if this is valid as a question, but it comes up for me in lots of different ways. Why does it need healing? It's the flip side of, of the suffering. Okay. It's just the balance, because it's dualistic, no? Everything has its opposite here. That's what keeps it going. Bit of this, bit of that, that, this, this, that. That's what we do. It's all split, male, female. It's all split. Everything is split in two. It's, it's never going to stop. Oh, it's never going to stop, no. No, it can never be complete either. The laws of pain and healing, pain and healing. It's just the balancing out of the suffering. So what's, where's the void in this? Yeah. Is, is, that, is that the absolute? Because it doesn't feel 
like anything. Some people experience the void as the absolute, that, that absolute emptiness. If you can put the word absolute in front of it, or the word pure in front of it, you're talking about the God place, the I am that with the capital T, truth place. <coughs> you know? If it can be labelled and named, we're kind of there. But some people experience that as the void. Some, some people it's full and some people it's empty. It still has the opposites. It's everything, it's nothing. Ah, that, 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 yep, yeah, got it. See? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, got it. Jack, um, you know the idea of a fish trunk be close to the water by swimming to it. The presence that I find is, is a bit like that. So when you say deeper, deeper, um, I have this sense of being like being the space of this room, is, it doesn't feel like there's a deeper, deeper to it. Yes. It just is. Yes. Um, yes. And, and yet I believe that what you're saying is a, is a There's something in truthful. It. Yeah. So space is the very first concept. It's kind of the context for physical, you know? Things get labelled beyond that because things mm. can appear because of the context for it. Mm. So space, time, off we go. It rolls out. Existence. Right, now we, now we can have physical form. The first few concepts. You can get back to space pretty easily then. And, and there's, a, there's something that's not making sense around going deeper than space. That's because we're going into the realm that is prior to concepts. People often have a glitch around space. And it's like, deep in space, huh? huh? Because it's like, okay, yeah, I'm asking you to drop the, pro the first concept. So it's kind of subtle. Sorry, okay, drop into space. Yeah, there's spaciousness. There's a sense of space, spaciousness. All right, you're on the first concept. It's like, let that be gone. That's the only thing you can do, is like, let it be ripped off like a band-aid. Let, let space be taken away. So I'm not seeing that the sense of presence I feel is held in by a concept. So what you're saying, that at some level I've locked it in. Yeah. So there is no way to go, I, I feel, yeah. from there. Yeah, that's right. Because, because... There is, at the moment you're telling me that there's no place deeper than concept that I can go. Presence is a concept too. We've made it a concept. So even though I'm not consciously experiencing the concept, I am, that's what we're saying. The sense of presence I'm feeling, yeah. that I then have to label the language to talk to you about it. Um, but it shows up here phenomenally. Presence shows up in this realm. Deeper than I am that doesn't show up anywhere. The presence can show up. So it has a... It, it's feelable, you know? Whatever that yeah. word is. Yeah. It's feelable. Yeah. Palpable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's known. Yeah, it's known. So it's quite close to a concept. Okay, because it's known. Because it's known. Like it's an object. Exactly. It's a subtle object. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Okay, deeper than concepts. And it's, a, it's, 
Sorry, but it's a mind fog. So deeper than objects. <laughs> yes, deeper than all objects. Yeah. Mm. Pardon? It's a lot. Yeah, space is a concept. Yes, space is a concept. Yes, it's the first concept. So it's the last one. As you go back, it's the last one. Yeah, it's subtle, no? Because it's the very first one, you see. So it's really subtle. I mean, you can call it spaciousness, you know, because that gives it a feeling sense rather than. Is, is a concept. Pardon? Space, everything around is a concept. Everything. Yes, everything's a concept, yes. We're creating it because we're saying it's concept. There was a hand up here and then I got Carla. Yes? Yeah. Um, well, you know, when my, my previous question was about the body. Now it's the absence of the body. So when you fall asleep and you wake up in the morning and you say, Well, I said, well, uh-huh. where does it come from? Where did what come from? This. How, how can you how can you say this? Because of a sense of physical well-being. Yeah, but it's is that not a, somewhere the, the 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 consciousness is going. You know, when you fall asleep, yeah. there is a gap then, but there is no. I will say no more awareness. Time, awareness yeah, everything switches off. It's, it's, it's that. Have you ever seen yourself in deep sleep? No. There's a capacity to be aware. It's an interesting spiritual experience. There's a capacity to be aware of yourself in deep sleep. <coughs> Just to drop that in. <laughs> but this is a spiritual experience. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, it is. It's like, oh my God, there's something that can see deep sleep happening. Yeah. Okay, so it's just another level of consciousness, kind of. It's a refined perception. Okay, it's it's an experience. Sure. Okay. Sure. Like like a chakra, chakra. Yeah, but it's kind of, kind of, it's kind of rare. (laughs) It's kind of rare, but it helps you to um, to to understand where deep sleep is in the map. Okay. You know. So, so, and, yeah. And like, like for a surgery, if, if you, someone, you know, give you drugs, you know, for completely easily. Yeah. Because uh, it happens to me. So it's, I have no, no, any souvenir, nothing, nothing. Like yeah. a real, a yeah. real drop in. Yes. Complete absence. Absolute, absolute. Yeah. So this is. Uh, yes. Really, it's a huge question about this. Yes. So that complete and total absence. Yeah. Complete and total absence. Deeper than anything showing up. That's what we're talking about. If I say something, I'm going to contradict myself. So I can't right now. Okay. Well, you know, I was just. Yeah. Okay. Well, th- this question is where it is in the in the map, so you just yes. beginning to explain. Yes, this. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But yet, 
some people are aware there is an awareness. Okay, there's an awareness of being in deep sleep that's possible. And some people are aware when their body is under general anesthetic and they're watching the operation. That's possible too. So there's some capacity for consciousness to be switched off mm -hmm. and switched on at the same time. There's a part of the brain that records it too. We do it in cranial where you can relive the whole memory by the therapist holding a particular part of the brain. The memory of surgery? Yeah. And being under? Uh, so I was the demo in this Brain Speaks. Yeah. Literally, I got all the sensations and recall of an operation while the, he demoed, while I was the demo, yeah. Of an operation where you were out? Yeah, in 2010, and this was 2014 that I was the demo, yeah. Fabulous. Mm. The body remembered, yeah. but the brain didn't record. Yeah. And so then, pure consciousness can see all of that. Reminds me of something. <laughs> An old neighbor used to tell us <laughs> she had an operation, and she said, I woke up and there were my eyes on the table. <laughs> oh my god. No, but as kids, you as know, she's so, exactly. yeah. so vivid. So vivid, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> You have to go into that one. You have to go into that and feel it completely. That, that, that is an experience that, that's lined up for you that you have to have. Let it have you. Yeah, you have to go through that one. Great. Yeah. Can we leave it there? 